0: Hey, it's Coach Kate here, registered dietitian and owner of R.D. Kate Sports Nutrition. As a member of the LCC Stars Athletic Department, I teach our athletes what to eat and when to eat it on training days, competition days, and throughout the year. For over a decade, I've been helping athletes of all sports and levels meet their goals. R.D. Kate Sports Nutrition offers individual consulting, team services, on-demand courses, and downloadable handouts. For more information, visit rdkate.com.
1: Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Lansing, Streaming bright
0: from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball.
2: On the
0: Coach
1: Cuts Corner brought to you by I, I-, I-, I- Watch. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back to Coach Cut's Corner. Today I'm joined in studio by stars baseball assistant coach Elijah Boyer and special guest stars baseball player and the kid known as the coach's kid, Alec Cutter. Today we'll be covering Alex's journey and what it's like playing college baseball with your dad on the front step of the dugout. That's definitely a little bit uncommon. I know at the youth level, having parents coaching is, is pretty common. You see it a lot. You, you'll even see it at the travel levels as well. And then as you get to the high school level, it's it's usually not that predominant. And then the college level is, is less. So we'll, we'll definitely go through some of that stuff. How are you doing today, Elijah? Locked in. I love that. <laughs> love that. Al, you doing all right? Great. All right. You ever done a podcast before? Nope. This first first one. time. All right. So we'll. I'll hit you with a question and see how you go. What's it like being a coach's kid? Um, Answer that
0: carefully. Now it's it's definitely different. <laughs> uh, I think that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to play for their their dad at 21 years old. So it's definitely a little uncommon for sure.
1: Okay. And do you get special treatment?
0: Uh, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people—that's like the stigma at what, a you, young age. You play shortstop and bat in the three-hole, right? Mm, no, not usually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the stigma for sure at a young age. But it's a little different uh, when you're a little older. So, okay. What's what's your um, what's your baseball journey been like? Um, it's been it's been a lot of ups and downs. Um, I spent some time out in New York, so I got away from home, and that was definitely a lot different, but you've basically been my coach for my whole life, so I think that was the only year of my entire life that you haven't coached me besides my first year at T-ball. Yet, yet, of course. Yeah, But uh, you started playing at a young age. You also played other sports, correct? Yep, I played football, and I played basketball in middle school as well, but then I didn't play in high school, so. How come? Uh, I wanted to focus on baseball and basketball was kind of right in that separation season for baseball, that winter time where you you train and you get better and so that's what i that's what I took my time for instead of playing basketball. That sounds like a very
1: politically correct answer, but you, was it just because you weren't very good at basketball?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: that could have played into it too. I wasn't great, but
2: I love basketball. I got cut my junior year, but I wouldn't have stopped playing if it weren't for that. Worked out for the best, though, because, like you said, right. that was where I started making those big gains was in that off season for baseball. Was it pretty challenging when you got cut? Like, oh, yeah. Totally unexpected on your end, at oh, least? Oh, yeah. I, I went to a pretty big school in Shawnee. Uh, the name of it was Shawnee Mission West in Overland Park, Kansas, and um, almost every guy that was on that JV and varsity squad, which is what I was trying out for my mm-hmm. junior year, almost every one of those guys, the starters, went on to play college basketball. They were all above, like, six foot tall, pretty much. <laughs> so, and uh, for the listeners who don't know, I'm 5'6", so pretty pretty tall guy. With your shoes on, right? With the shoes on, <laughs> for sure.
1: So, you know, I remember coaching you at a, at a pretty young age, and, and it wasn't just in baseball. It was in multiple sports. And, you know, I, I think as I look at you sitting across – You know in the studio right now I think if it what if it hadn't been for you I'm not sure that I would have got into coaching in general I was in the business world and you know I was pretty happy doing doing that kind of stuff but I started coaching Alec when he was really little at the you know t-ball or little league you know tiny level and and um, it was through that that I I really found my passion for coaching. And at first, I was trying to figure it out: is is it just because Alex on the team is is that one? You know why I like it so much. But then I was able to start coaching other teams that that Alec wasn't on, and it really didn't change. You know, and so if it wouldn't have been for for him coming along, I'm I'm not sure that I would be sitting here right now. So I think it's pretty cool that you're in the studio. I also think it's it's really unique because in the situation that you're in you're you're sometimes you're in a tough spot because you'll have probably have teammates throughout the years that maybe don't want to tell you something because they're afraid that it's going to get back to you know the coaching staff and then you have other other people that think that you get special treatment and then you have families and parents you know we've lost friends through the years because of coaching you know it's 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 pretty crazy Um, so you started really young and then you didn't necessarily transition to just baseball um, until college you Mm know you were you played football you want to talk about that at all
0: Um, yeah football was definitely my second favorite sport Um, I probably you started
1: playing that well I I think we got you in that when you were about
0: yeah, m- five mom, mom made so? me play soccer when I was 3 cuz that was the first sport I ever played <laughs> and then when I turned 4 that's when they would allow me to play football sort of. I think and you had to be 5 but we got you in. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that didn't go well. I remember what? being scared to death of absolutely everything. I uh-huh. peed myself at yeah. practice yeah. a couple times. <laughs> it was yeah. I remember. Yeah, mom was
1: not very happy with that. <laughs> so, yeah, but so you you played football for, from a really young age but then you, you didn't necessarily love it at least starting out for obvious reasons you were you were very little and that's a still a contact sport it wasn't like it was flag football or Mm -hmm. anything but then you kept playing right
0: yeah yeah I think the first year I really enjoyed football was actually the year that you coached me it would have been dynamites and I got to play quarterback for the first time in my life right shortstop three-hole quarterback (laughs) yep yep Yeah, that was definitely like a memorable year because I still remember scoring my first touchdown and being like, oh, this is kind of fun because I had never gotten the ball before when I was playing football because I was always a lineman or a tight end or something that would just block. And
1: And then uh, you went to high school and and we had moved at that point
0: and you weren't sure if you were going to play and then kind of what happened there? Um, I did not want to go to the first practice. I didn't know anybody besides Charlie. And, Which was your freshman year, right? Yeah, that was my freshman year. And, um, yeah, I didn't know anybody. I was scared, and I basically said that I was going to just focus on baseball and I was going to not play football, and you made me go to the first practice. And, uh, I definitely don't regret that at all. So I had a good four years of football, or three and a half, pretty much, I guess. Why three and a half? Uh, I broke my collarbone in the homecoming game. Uh, senior year so okay. what was that like it was it was hard for sure uh, it took away a lot of time from basically anything I remember it's it's still like a bad dream sleeping in that recliner it was it was mm-hmm. terrible it was I was in a lot of pain and I couldn't sleep and it it was a long recovery for sure not being able to swing the bat or anything definitely sucked because I was going into my senior year for baseball as well and I don't think I got to pick up a bat until January, maybe something like that, I think December, January, somewhere around there. So that was really hard for me.
1: Yeah. What's what's a typical day
0: in the life of Alec Cutter look look like right now as a college athlete? Well, over the summertime, it was a little different. But now I've really transitioned well into waking up earlier in the morning. So I don't have any days out of the week where I'm getting up later than 830, which is really been a big adjustment for me because I, I like to sleep and I had a lot of days where I was sleeping in until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And I've made that adjustment, which I think the morning lifts and just the morning stuff in general has really helped me make that adjustment. And I feel like I have a lot more time to get stuff done throughout the day. But, um, I do a lot of my, my homework and stuff now in the mornings as well. I've, I've, heard from other people that stuff works well so I've been trying to on the mornings like this morning I had time to do a little bit of homework before study table and it's just it's worked out a lot better for me doing homework earlier in the morning like before we go to study table or whatnot because then I'm not up at 11 o'clock at night trying to get stuff submitted.
1: So you had study table already today and then and then you're in
0: our podcast studios right now but then what happens after this? Uh, go straight to practice. Um, I go usually pretty early and try to get some stuff done before practice as well. And then obviously we'll have the couple hours of practice. And then tonight we'll have.
1: Today's an inner squad day. Yeah, inner squad. So. And then after practice, what what what's it look like after practice for you?
0: Uh, I have leadership council after practice, so I basically go. S- what's that? It's. It's a group of guys that we meet before leadership every week and we just talk about the stuff going on within the team Whether that's you know, if we have issues, we'll talk about issues. We'll talk about the good things We'll talk about the bad things like all of it pretty much and just kind of depends on the week, you know, whatever's going on So I have that before leadership and then I go straight to leadership after that. So then leadership is a couple hours a couple hours long and it's yeah, just depends on the week with that as well we usually have a presentation we'll talk about some stuff sometimes it's some crazy stuff (laughs) you just really never know what you're gonna get when you walk into that room so
1: that's that's good that's uncommon
0: yep so why don't you tell coach boyer and our listeners what a typical day looks like for me from your eyes um yeah it's uh it's a lot more than people I think realize because I get to see firsthand that you're you're gone every morning before I'm in the house and you're you're up at twelve o'clock one in the morning whatever doing doing your work and it's just I don't think people realize how much goes on behind the scenes in your life and how much you put into this program and what you do it's It's extremely impressive that you go on the amount of sleep that you get and you're still up before me every morning taking the girls to school or whatnot it's just right. it's different for sure
2: rd kate would be upset at the amount of sleep you get
1: yeah she's usually upset anytime i pop a coke open <laughs> or anything else so yeah that's I get the it. team nutritionist yeah. for people who yeah. don't know who's rd kate yeah kate's incredible um your first year so high school ended pretty well for you you had some successful teams that you were on uh, lo and behold i end up coaching at the high school level too because your your high school coach had gotten fired yep. and or dismissed or what whatever happened there and then i come in and for three seasons i'm your baseball coach there obviously one of those seasons was the covid year so that was a weird you know short little season mm-hmm. and then um you know you you commit to a junior college in New York and you go out there and you go away from for a while you you deal with some injuries you deal with some different stuff out there um, I I was hired to as a LCC baseball coach at I think before you even left I think somewhere mm-hmm. in there yeah. um, but there was never really that much conversation I don't remember about you coming to Lansing
0: that first year was there no, not until later in the year, like in the spring, after I I had gone through my COVID stuff, where I missed two weeks, and then shortly after that, I got hit in the head with a ball during practice, and I missed about four weeks with a concussion, and I was I was pretty upset, and I was right. ready to come home for sure. So
1: then you came to Lansing, and we said you're you're so good, you're gonna spend a year redshirted, right? Yeah. Sort of, so so you were a, you were a part of the fifty and twelve team from last season. And um, you got to do everything, including travel and practice. And, you know, you just didn't get to play in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what was that experience like?
0: It was like nothing I have ever done in my life because I've never been why on a team where I can't contribute on the field. But there's there's so many different ways that the Red Shirts contributed to that team last year. And it was just a different perspective for me. How, how would the Red Shirts... Uh, in practice and stuff, there was red shirts that would throw BP and do stuff like that. And in the games we would take, you know, we'd take the stats down. We do the game changer. We'd video all the games. I mean, there's just a lot of things that went on behind the scenes that the red shirts had to take care of for the guys who were on the field. What was it like being at
1: the college world series? Cause you were not able to be in the dugout at that point. So what was
0: that like? Uh, I did suck a little bit having to be in the stands. I didn't, It was hard to feel like a part of the team when you're in the stands with all the rest of the parents and stuff. And uh, we actually ended up in the booth because it was so hot down there and the iPads would overheat when we were sitting in the stands, so we had to go up into the booth so that we could video and do game changer and stuff. So it it was hard for sure for me to do that. I I remember between games getting to go down and throw, like play catch on the field or something, that was like the highlight of it because we got (laughs) to step on the field. So... I think you told me you had
1: a big question for Coach Boyer. I did. Yeah, that's what you said. What do you What do you got for Coach B? What do you
2: got? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, I think he was telling me about how he was he was hearing that uh, you've been a little soft on the team since getting here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty accurate.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I I think that's the exact opposite of the truth, to be honest. But, do
1: you Do you feel it's different for you? because you you work with all of our players not just our hitters obviously all of our coaches are heavily involved in development whether it's physically mentally or or anywhere in between do you feel it's different when you're working with with the coach's kid that
2: do you think differently about it no i don't i at the end of the day i think you know i like i have to draw that same line that Mm -hmm. you do and be Mm -hmm. like he's he's just another player right and I I guess I never really felt like a big difference in that way Um, but I mean it's been it's been nice to see that he's one of the guys pulling on the rope you know for obvious reasons it he's one of the guys that's doing things the right way every day and it's just gonna keep adding on to the next day and the next day and getting better Um, a lot of the one-on-one swing sessions that we're doing um, starting to see changes in his swing you know coachable players that tends to be the case so yeah. it's just been like having a having a good player I don't, yeah, yeah I don't really see a difference for sure
1: that's that's pretty cool do you feel like in in general when when we're working with players whether it's a coach's son or anybody else that when you're in really good environments, you have a lot of people that are just really bought into whatever, whatever you're saying. I mean, I'm sure, you know, coming from driveline, you experience that, too, because that's a yeah. top facility in the in the country and people don't go there typically just to go there and, you know, they're going there because they have a bigger vision and or somebody else has a bigger vision for them and they need to get better and they kind of pay attention when you're talking, you know, but if you you go and you coach, um, you know, maybe at some at the high school level, you're not going to get that from the from a lot of your players, you will get it but you're not going to get it from you know the majority like you will get in really good college programs but you know there's there are some really good high school programs that get it too but you know it's it's just a little bit different
2: no that that is one huge thing that brought me here was when the lansing guys were at driveline for i think there was six or seven of them that came the summer i was interning and just the way they worked every day, the way that they handled themselves. They were teaching each other, which was the coolest thing. Um, yes. And I remember coming down here, and it, for the most part, I'd say at least 80% of the hitters have that same feeling as if they came to a facility ready to learn, committed to getting better. So um, maybe that's why I didn't feel different coaching you is because there are a lot of guys just like you. Like Everybody was mm-hmm. the same for the most part. Like yeah. willing to learn and get after it yeah
1: what are so what are some of your goals for moving forward because this is the last year of junior college baseball and you've got you're going to need to make some decisions and and move forward
0: what have you put much thought into that uh, i try to stay pretty present with what i'm doing but i definitely have thought about it a little bit especially after uh, this weekend at the puma and getting to see all those coaches and everything there it's definitely made me think about it a little bit but um I really want to focus on my schooling and graduate here and get my 60 credits so that I can get my degree. And um, I'm really just focused on if I'm going to go somewhere else. I want to make sure that I I find some place that's a good fit for me. I don't I don't want to be in a situation where I don't I don't enjoy baseball like what I do here. So yeah,
1: and that and that good fit. What's that? What's that really mean to you? By, by
0: just enjoying the game, uh, having a a good winning program is very important, obviously, but I think the development side of it and having a growth mindset and a a coaching staff that's behind me would be extremely important. Right. Yeah. Good stuff.
1: Well, until next time, thank you to our listeners and Elijah and Alec for joining me today in the WLNZ studios. Go stars. (laughs) Coach Cut's Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalion Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time.